Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Sean. Right next to me is Adam. Say hello. Greetings. We're back. This is episode three. Revenge of the no, no. I don't know if I don't know if we have anything to take revenge on yet. (laughs) Not not yet. Not yet. Maybe the Royals because apparently they're sucking ass right now. I should turn my phone off and not pay attention to that bullshit. But by the time uh, everybody hears this podcast, they're probably going to go on a five. Now that I said that, they're going to win five in a row, six in a row. P.S. If that is the case, then I will punch you until you say it again, until they start losing. Then I will punch you again until you say it. It's like restarting. Yes. Yes. I I, I am superstitious. Very much so. I will do it and then do it again. Uh, you're joining us live, but not live. We're live. Uh, not live when you hear it, but you get the point. Uh, we are at Raytona Recordings, RaytonaRecordings.com, Raytona Recordings on Facebook and Instagram. This is another lovely edition of Chemtrails with Adam and Sean. You can check us out on Facebook because this fine gentleman over here to my right. Hey, hey, hey. Do not use such foul language about me. All right, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'll take that back. This guy here, me. This guy over here, all right, uh, decided to put together a uh, lovely Facebook page. And those of you that have joined us, because we are sitting at 99 right now, uh, what you put it up about, what, a week ago? Hey, that means we have 99 fans, but uh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Don't, no, you, no. don't do it, Jay-Z. I, I, I should not do don't, that. Don't do it. But, uh, yes, we have a Facebook page. Check us out at Chemtrails with Adam and Sean on Facebook. You will love it. We talk music, and there's a train. And the good thing about the Facebook page, too, is if you're a listener and you know, you're just, you, well, obviously you listen to us and you say to yourself, wow, they talked about dirt. You can go on, you can go on our Facebook page and check out pictures of the record, and different things that we may or may not have had or talked about on, on, on the podcast. So you just a l- l- little extra to kill some time when you're laying in bed or taking a poop. Or and, uh, taking a poop, but most likely taking a poop. Uh, so that, that's the majority of my Facebook time. <laughs> it, it's, yeah, mine too. It, 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 it's taking a poop at, at, at work. I said, oh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Mine, I'm mostly here, you know, and then I, you know, we have a lovely restroom over here, and I sit here and I go, you know what? I'm going to use the restroom, and I'm going to leave the door open. I might not even turn the fan on. And I'm going to post. <laughs> and I'm going to post some pictures. I might even post a video, not of what I'm doing, but uh, stuff that we were working on. You know, it that, 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 it might, that might be a little too much. But you know what? People are listening is going, you know what? I do the same thing. Come on, raise your hands. Raise your hands, because you know you right do. Here. Right you here. know you do. You know, if you're listening to this and you snicker a bit, you have done it. Oh, absolutely. No, it's happened. Absolutely. It's happened. I've held con- con- uh, Facebook conversations on, uh, on the John. Who, who hasn't, man? I, I'm, I, there might be someone out there. I mean, <laughs> my grandpa's 90. I don't, I, I, I don't, Come on now. I, I don't think They invented it. I, I'm not going to claim he's in cahoots with Zuckerberg. I, my grandpa's a good man. <laughs> All right, oh, you you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Damn it, Zuck. Pretty much. Damn you. Suck. <laughs> Zuck. Suck. <laughs> That's a whole nother story. A whole nother story. Uh, anyways, uh, let's get back. See, this is what we do. Now we're 20 minutes in. No, I'm just kidding. 
I was going to say, I didn't think so. No. We're here to talk about a couple more records, some albums. Hopefully, you liked the uh, previous podcast. Uh, We haven't heard any gripes, moans, or complaints. So, onward, we shall move. And uh, we've got a couple of good ones here for you uh, tonight. Well, having said that, I mean, until someone, i.e. you, the audience, suggests an album that we should do, we're going to pick albums we like. Exactly. And I mean, I mean, all but, you but, have to do is just hit us up now on Facebook, man. Just hit us up, send us a message or, or you know, a comment yeah, and say, yeah. hey, man, I would, you know what, though? Yeah. We did when we went live. There were a few comments that were uh, thrown out there. There were. There were some suggestions. Uh, what was that, a week ago? Yeah, which, but, which we will. We, we absolutely will, you know, go back and look at that. And we, we definitely will talk about those albums because those are albums that we dig too uh, yeah because so. many, many of the ones that were mentioned during that we already have and had already like and we're able to talk about anyway but i'm just saying you know the first person that mentions nsync you know I'll, we'll talk about it you might not like our opinion we, we we will you know speaking of that um i was thinking about this earlier uh did you hurt did you hurt yourself a little bit okay um you know it's still cold out it took a minute to get well, started. Yeah, yeah, it's May. Why is it this it's, cold it's May? It's May, and it's uh, today, what's what, 56, 57 degrees? I, I had to wear long sleeves. I'm, I'm agitated. Yeah, it's a little chilly. A little chilly, but it's supposed to warm up. Gary Lee's excited. I, 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 you know, I believe what he says, though. I'm terribly sorry. The best meteorologist I know is the window. The win- exactly. You're like, well, no, okay. It's it looks decent. Sunny today. Feels Good. decent. All right. But going going back to what I was saying, so I'm, about InSync, about InSync, no, okay. no, not about about records. You know, like uh, we will talk about it, but we might not, you know, like the record, but we'll listen to it and we'll, you know, discuss it and maybe give you our opinion of it. Well, and and a good example of that is the last podcast because me personally, I'm not a fan of Blood, Sex, Sugar, Magic, but you know. I, I gave it another listen, looked into it, see, see what I could find out, and and now you love them, dude. Oh yeah, oh I was. You know, it was under. It Absolutely. Was, it, you came in here and the first thing you did, man, was go, where is that record? I want to listen to it. That's what I heard. That's what I heard. That's actually pretty close to the truth. <laughs> Am I right? And, and, you, did you really want to hear it? Um, I might have put it on. I was going to take some pictures of it so I could post it on the Facebook page uh, as well. All right. All right. But, uh, you know, I, I, you know and, and thank you, because I was, I was actually just about to admit to, you know, singing under the bridge while I was combing my beard this morning. <laughs> You're welcome. You know. You're welcome, man. But no, so off the beaten path once more. Um, bands, man. So I was thinking about this on the way here. And, um, you know, everybody's got that band that you like, but always had that, you know, that, that little era of their their music that just kind of went down the crapper, like just like two or three albums, you know, and you're like, what the fuck? Or maybe that one and you're like, why what did you do man and the only reason i'm saying this is because for me you know i I could pick a few of these bands like kiss the 80s you know once they took the makeup off it's like they lost their balls too i'm just i'm just saying man because they didn't get good again until you know revenge that's kind that's kind of what it seems like and on the other hand though too they started off with such a simple idea, really, with the makeup and the way they wrote their songs that there's not a lot of complexity to it. It's kind of like ACDC. 
They they had a very simple setup and and basis for their music. Yes, but can you tell me an ACDC record that sucks? <sighs> exactly. Pick pick one from the nineties. Mm, I don't know, dude. I don't know because they I were mean, still I, rock and roll. They were I, still out there banging it and slanging it. I man. mean, other than Dirty Deeds, which is like what ninety one. I think that's early nineties. Dirty I Deeds. I thought so. I could be a little mm. bit off on that one. I, I, I'm guessing at that. I thought Dirty Deeds was way back with Bond. Was it? Yeah, that, that's a Bond Scott song, unless they redid it. It, it may have been on a yeah, Greatest Hits. Well, I, I know the early 90s is, w- is when I kind of lost on them because I, I felt like that they, they really weren't advancing or doing anything new. Well, yeah. <laughs> at, at that point, we already had two and a half decades of ACDC that was... It, it stayed the same. It what, what, stayed the exact same. And then you're you, sitting there going... If you wanted to, you could pick about two records, maybe three records from each singer and be golden. Yeah. With, with ACDC. I kind of love Kiss in the same in the same group because mm. if you look at the early stuff, I could weed that down to just two or three records and be fine. I, there, 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 there's, there's a bunch of songs here and there, but it, I, I, for my taste, I didn't hear a lot of them that I thought were good complete records. There was never another rock and roll all night. No, well, or rock mean, and roll. It, it, no, no. You know, but man, they, you know, there were some good records in my opinion. Now they had some stinkers and then, you know, the the uh disco, I was made for loving you. And well, and, and single then, came out and then, you know, I had to take a deep breath on that one because you go, "Really?" When you hear dum 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 like what the ride? You, oh no! You, you got that. Oh, you're discoing it. Okay. Well, and then there's like the random songs like War Machine, which I don't think. Which it, is. I don't think that's that great of an album it's on, but that's. What? that's you don't think dude, that's one of my favorite Kiss albums, man? But that song that's a, smokes. That's an album that just kicks your fucking teeth. Then pardon my language. See, that's the first fuck. And there's the second. And there's the second. And All right, uh, I'm I'm allowed three on this one. So, but yeah, like War Machine, I'm going to make great time driving down the road. Oh, yeah, man. I, 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 Dude, I'm, I'm stomping. The, <laughs> begin, the beginning of that song, you know, the way it just hits, man, and you're like, no, 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 That's a vicious oh. intro. It's vicious. It's it, insane, dude. That, it, well, it's like that uh, intro has been used for Spikes. Highway to Hell, dude. You know, with with right, you know, right. you know what song that is, and you're like, yes. And then it makes you because somebody said, "What makes you turn your music up?" Right, right. As soon that as it makes me turn so, it up, yeah, man. It's, it's it's one fluid motion because you point at the radio and you go, "Yes, absolutely." Volume up. It, it, there's only one way to go, man, and it's up. Oh yeah, it is up. There's no, there's no going down with that. You don't turn it down. You don't say, "Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry." No, no, no. I, I use this term. I don't know if anyone else does, and they probably don't because no one else thinks like me. But I call that a Spinal Tap song because that's a song that needs to go to eleven. Yes. Just completely, yeah, absolutely. totally. You absolutely. Need, you, need, you need to rock that thing and take it, kick it up that extra little notch. Yeah, I, I, I didn't say it. I didn't say it. I just mumbled. But see, I still got one more. Um, I didn't say the <laughs> holding on to that one. <laughs> I want to save that at the end and be like, Meh. yeah, dude. But okay, so going back to the the shit, like the the crap, you know the, and you go, oh, wow. And the only reason I'm saying this, man, is because the song came on. I'm flipping the channels, you know, and it's uh, um, Eddie Trunk's on on Sirius XM, and mm-hmm. Turbo Lover hits, and Turbo. I can't change that song fast enough, man. Judas Priest, 
Yeah. Turbo lover, dude. Turbo lover. No. No, man. <laughs> you stop no. it. Dude, even the video sucks, dude. You're like, oh. Get out wow. of those leather pants. Stop like, it. Cut it out. I mean, don't get out of them right now. Right. Later. <laughs> but not, not right now. Nothing against it. I mean, I don't have a problem with that. But uh, not right now, buddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> Having said that, th- 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 there's a... So, I mean, is, is there a band that, that for you, like, because for me, Judas Priest, dude, you know, from like 84 until 93, 93-ish, we're just done. There's a bunch of bands where they have a time period I like, and I'm, I could just about do without the rest of it. Like, um, Queensryche. Ooh. Once you get past Empire, I'm like, Ooh. I don't know, man. Queen, uh, here in the now frontier, to me, was a birdie stripped down, good focused album. And then they said, okay. And that's that's when, you know, your front man decides to disappear. And he goes, I'm going to go do my own thing. And the rest of the band says, okay, we're still going to be Queen's Rock, buddy. Yeah, there's that, and there's also the, con- the the flip side of this argument too. With, uh, for me, it's not that they had a time period where they just fell off. It's I got stuck in a time period and didn't realize they were still making good music. But for me, that's Iron Maiden. Oh yeah, because I listened to all the early stuff so much, I didn't realize that uh, so some of the newer albums are really good. Oh, dude! Like the, the last one they put out, Book of Souls, is a very Good album. Um, the album they put out in '97, uh, Iomi had put an album out, and it was like a whole bunch of like, uh, um, you know, I I, I want to say Dickinson was on Iomi's album, and it was just Iomi with like, you know, like some badasses, you know, mm-hmm. just uh, of the music industry of rock and roll, mm-hmm. and uh, and then uh, you know, the boys put out Iron Maiden put out a record, and it smokes dude and it, you know they, like you said dude those dudes never really put out a bad record man they just keep running dude pedal to the metal let's go no no if you're running a if you're running a one to ten scale iron maiden doesn't go below seven no well you know it's like motorhead motorhead had one stinker in my opinion and it really wasn't a stinker man it was just them you know trying to be bluesy on a record and they said okay well that didn't work let's go back to uh you know crushing poon and drinking whiskey and that's exactly what they did, man. Should have never left that. That was a solid formula. Oh, well, yeah. I mean. I mean, what? But it's Motorhead, man. And Motorhead, dude, even in the 90s, man. Motorhead put a record out in 94, 95. Blows minds, man. Because it was just heavy. Which one, Zach? I'm, oh, I'm not familiar. Oh, my God, dude. I was just listening to it the other day. Um, mm. See, now I'm sucking. But uh, if you know which record it is, you can make a comment after you hear this podcast and uh, let us know. And then, you know what? I'll go buy the record. Because I don't own it on vinyl yet. Hopefully it is on vinyl. There's not a lot of Motorhead records that are on vinyl. Yeah. Yet. There's a really sketchy time period in your early 90s to mid 90s where... They didn't do it. You got some bands that made some pretty good records, but... Whether it's the label they were on or whatever, they haven't been put out on vinyl. True. Um, it, it's like, you know this, uh, Clutch is one of my favorite bands. Yep. And some of their early stuff, like, I don't think Pure Rock Fury is anywhere on vinyl. I don't think Transnational Speedway League is on vinyl. 
Um, if I'm not mistaken, you're and right. I haven't seen it because if I've seen it, man, it would be in my collection. Absolutely. That's the, way, that's the way I was with the self-titled. When I saw the self-titled one on vinyl, I'm like, I, mine. Which, come on, man. It's clutch, dude. And, you and, know, and, and, that's a band that, that and that I record have, sounds they, they so haven't good. put a, a shitty album out, man. In my opinion, they put out some different albums, mm-hmm. but not a shitty album. Clutch went from, you know, pure rock fury to, you know, now they're 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 sounding like they're from Texas. You know, they're playing some bluesy, swampy, you know, boogie rock, man. It, it, and I, it's good, dude. And I dig it. Part of the reason I love that band so much is that they evolve. You, you don't there there isn't that seven of the same album. Yeah, they, you know, they don't it, sound it, like it, they're from somewhere out in Maryland, man. Which even though they are, yep. but uh, and, and the funny thing like with that though, and this is again, this is going to go back. I think I made this point on our first podcast. Go see the shows, because like Clutch is my now more than ever because Clutch. they are touring again. Go see them. Give them some money. Go support them. But but like with Clutch, no, I'm done with my tangent. They're, they're they're my best example for that because the first four records are on four different labels, four different producers, yeah. all trying to push them in different directions. So you get a lot of different sounds. You know, Pure Rock Fury. They got a song on there called uh, Oh Lord, I'm drawing a blank. Something about a mic. Give me the mic. Pass me the mic. I think past the mic is Beastie Boys. Anyway, it's track four on the record. Yeah, I I know what you're talking about. If you want to go listen to it. Again, go listen to it. Let us know. But track four on that record, it's, in hindsight, that doesn't sound like a clutch song. It doesn't sound like anything else they ever did before or after. That's a producer saying, we want a single. Mm -hmm. Because at the time that, rap metal thing was going on oh yeah and that's one of the few times where you you, yeah. you, you almost have neil fallon doing spoken rap in in in, in some ways which doesn't fit man you and, know and, that's that and, and anybody who's listened to clutch you know if you've listened to elephant riders or you know like self-titled it's not who they are man i thought they did a good job with it but it's not them exactly. it doesn't sound like anything they did before or after and that's an example you also never hear that one in the concert. Nope. At all. They play some songs on that record, but not that one. And that, that's another thing that I love about bands like Clutch, man, because they'll play stuff that they know that they're, you know, not the common fan, the 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 person who, you know, reads the liner notes. <laughs> this guy. Yeah. You know, who who's the nerd who needs to know everything about what happened in the studio and you know, how many times you go take a shit, man, before and after you did this track? Which, P.S., they had black snakes in their house when they, be, while they were recording uh, Elephant Riders. Because, like, they would wake up and there'd be fucking snakes on the ceiling. Oh, my God, dude. And you know what? Still did it. Didn't care. Didn't really probably bother them. They just kept on doing what they were doing. Smoked the ball. Had some Cheerios. And, then, and went, uh, out, went out and kicked some ass in, in the studio. Kicked some ass and uh, they wrote a uh, fantastic record. All right. Speaking El- of records, album. Album. Did you buy any albums this week? No, oh, let's see. I've slept a few times. Let me think about this. <laughs> Since our last podcast, have you received any albums in the mail or have you gone anywhere and bought an album? I feel like you're baiting me. No, I'm just curious. Uh, oh well. Um, let's see. 
I was, I was at work the other day, and uh, two packages arrived. Happened to be the same record. Oh, that's right. You said you got two of them. That's right. I wow. did. I did. Um, pre-ordered the Royal Blood album, Typhoons. If you haven't heard it, it is on Spotify. It is super catchy, thumping, rock and roll, awesome. It, uh, it definitely gets... It kicks. Yeah. It, it uh, you really know, we, we rank everything with pizza slices, eight, you know, how many slices out of eight. I'm giving that one a seven out of eight slices. The only reason I'm, I'm only giving it seven is because for me, it's a little different from what they put out previously. It's going to take me a minute to listen to it again, listen to a few more tracks and get the vibe of what they're going with on this record. But here's my so counter. far it smokes. Well, and it's not a true counter. I will give it a seven as well. And here's my reasoning. I would consider it a six or six and a half, except what you just said. I like that they're trying a new direction, and I like the way it hits. My only problem is I think the last song doesn't fit the rest of the album. I haven't heard that one yet. It's my one problem, because tracks one through nine, mm-hmm. they fit well. They flow well. The The, the last track sounds like the... I, we, I think we've mentioned this before, but... It, it sounds like one of those songs where the band said, we really like this song. We don't know where to put it. We're just going to shove it at the end of the album. You know, a lot of bands do that, though. And, 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 and I don't think it's a bad song. I just don't like how it fits the album. Having said that, that didn't stop me from, you know, make, making my way through the kitchen to attempt with attempted dance maneuvers while doing food prep <laughs> and listening to said record <laughs> and said song. Can you imagine that? Just Just close your eyes. Oh, dude, yeah. And yeah. picture. Yeah. Were you wearing socks? Yeah, because that helps you get across the kitchen floor. Socks. He's wearing socks. Who's that, on your shirt? Uh, that would be Joe Kelly, sir. The infamous Joe Kelly. Yep, yep. <laughs> With the pouty face. <laughs> it's one of my favorite baseball moments of the last five years. Where's that brewery? St. Petersburg, Florida. Three Daughters. Yep. Three Daughters Brewery. I am rocking the, uh, if you haven't seen this yet. Boom. Blind Melon. I am wearing the Blind Melon hat, right? You are. You are. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second, man. I'm a, I'm a hat connoisseur. Fine connoisseur, fine hats. But yes, I am rocking the Blind Melon. <laughs> hat. It's a lovely hat. Hat connoisseur. Hat uh, connoisseur. Connoisseur of, uh, of uh, fine hats, Yeah, I, so uh, to say. I actually organized my hats the other day, and uh, come to find out, I have way too many hats for one head. I only have, there's only one dome here. Yeah. You've seen how many hats I have, dude. I've got boxes, man. I've got enough hats for probably three years worth. I can wear a hat three years in a row and not change it. You know what I mean? Like, like not, not. You, 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 you definitely have more than I do. Not wear it the same is what I'm trying to say. Right. You definitely have more than I do. I, and, but I'm no slouch either. I probably got two dozen you haven't seen and you've known me for a minute. Yeah. (laughs) But dude, that's what we do, man. You know, Hey, I've been, I love hats, man. I've always loved hats since I was a kid, man. I needed, I, I need all Major League Baseball, which I'm almost there, except for a few, like the Yankees. Uh, are, are we going there, though? Yeah, but, I, you know, that's probably going to be the last one I buy. And yeah. I, I have to wear them a little bit, so I'll wear that one and get it nice and dirty. Maybe wear it to where nobody's really watching me. <laughs> you know, I'll wear it to McDonald's. And then, like, I'll take it off, and I put it up, and that's it. I'll never wear it again. 
That sounds like a reasonable plan. I, I'm still it's, that's that's I'm, part I'm, of it. I'm still missing a couple though because I'd like a couple of classic pirates hats. Oh, and you know I love I love my buckos, man, and I've got some good ones, dude. I don't have the pillbox. I want the Cardinals pillbox hat. Yes, the Cardinals had one. They did. I'm not a humongous fan of them. I want the Pirates pillbox hat. I think that is pimp. Yes, I, I want really the do. the Kent to Colby era. We are family. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yellow and black, not black and yellow. With the black bill? Yes. Ooh, yeah. With the stars all over it, man. That is a great hat, man. The the, those, are, those are solid. Those are yeah. When, when they had Stargell, and, Dave uh, Parker, and Clemente is in the middle of that lineup. Oh yeah. Well, that that was early. That was because uh, isn't we our family right when Clemente got with them? No, uh, the that's seventy nine. That they were. This was like at the end of like Stargell's getting ready to call it quits. Parker's getting Wait, ready to go oh, somewhere else. Um, Tacoby is is still firing, but um, so. 1979, when they played the uh, Baltimore Orioles and thought, won the World I Series. I thought Clemente was on that team. I thought that, if, if that's so, it's right before he passed away. Yeah, he passed away in 72, 73. But he, he played with Stargell. Stargell played for quite a long time. Yeah, they were so. definitely t- teammates for a while. Yeah. So are we going to talk about that one first, or are we going to go chronological? Oh, uh, well. Doesn't matter to me. People want to see. Yeah, we're we're trying the camera thing again. Bear with us. Mm. I think we got this figured out. But uh, Lord only knows. Let's, let's start with this one since it's in my hands, and uh, we're we're gonna talk about our albums. Or, or uh, dude, that's cool. We can start with the first one. No nah, man, you got. Are that? you sure? Because they're both good, man. They are. They are both good. This is also a nice little segue uh, from our last uh, endeavor when we went live on Facebook because this album came up in conversation. It did. It did. And it what did. album are we talking about here? It would be a soundtrack. Yes. So, it is a pretty phenomenal soundtrack. The singles, original motion picture soundtrack. Uh, for those of you who have not seen the movie singles or have heard of the soundtrack from the movie singles you should not be listening to this podcast it's basically a grunge anthem yeah man i mean look at that you know and what were we talking about before this that there was one band that was omitted from this because they didn't want to do it and they thought it was a love story that's right like when i was looking up information on this record i stumbled across an interview from nirvana it was all three of them. It was Cobain, and Grohl all sitting down talking talking to MTV, and they'd asked them specifically about the single soundtrack and said, you know, is it true that you were um, asked to put a song on this on the soundtrack? And Cobain was really up front and saying, we really didn't think that the, the, that, that was our style because we'd heard that it was just a, a, a love, love movie, and we didn't want to be attached to it. Which, you know, but, you know, if they had done their homework, man, and you're going, hmm, let me see. Yeah, this is a love movie with um, Allison Co- Chains. Would does Kurt Cobain look like someone that does homework? No, he never. never and, I mean, and, like and, 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 and unless it involves diseased uh, collages, <laughs> and I'm not sure you call that homework because I have never heard of an art project that included such items. Yeah, uh, man, you know what though? Shame on them for not doing this because this album, you know, uh, first off, the movie itself is a classic. I own it. Uh, it was uh, directed by Cameron Crowe, which has done numerous great movies. 
He has, um, but having said that, this was his first big one. It was. It was. It I really think, did. if I'm not mistaken, he had one movie out before this, and it, they, it, it, it got it, him to the point to where he could actually do this it, one, which it, this it, one wasn't that big either. It, it, it was only one or two movies before this. One of the things that impressed me about this, looking at it and thinking about it, is, you know, this movie's released in, is it 91? Uh, 90. Is it late 91 or is it 92? Mm, let me see here. 92. 1992, yeah, because I remember seeing this in the theater, and I was with uh, said girlfriend at the time. I can't remember her name. Um, but well, it's obviously <laughs> not important anymore. <laughs> not well, not anymore. But uh, she enjoyed my popcorn. Let me just say that. Very good. Is that a little too much? Giggity, giggity. Did you hold buttery hands? Possibility. I quagmired her. So I thought it was really looking back at if you look at the timeline and how this works because. Obviously, you don't wake up one day and have a movie out the door in a month. No. It, ta- it takes time to go through this, so Cameron Crowe had a lot of foresight. Because that means that they're filming and doing stuff in 91, late 90, yep. early 91. And you, you look at the soundtrack and you think to yourself, well, maybe they you, you recognize the, 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 the time and that grunge was taking off. But when you watch the movie, there's a lot of it in the movie. It's in the film. It's it wasn't a last second add on. Well, yeah, and, and, you this know. is definitely something where he recognized a scene and, and an area and a basically a culture that he could film and make a decent movie out of, and it turns out to hold a great soundtrack with a lot of bands that that would hold hold the water. Yeah, and, and you know, right here the soundtrack it says produced and you know by Danny Bremson and Cameron Crowe himself. With contribution from Paul Westerberg, you know, this was right off of him leaving the replacements. The replacements were finished, you know, Mm -hmm. and right there, Cameron Crowe's going, hey, why don't you come help me out with this? And, you know, uh, you've got Soundgarden on here. You got Chris Cornell helping him out with the soundtrack also, you know, with with guitar bits and and rough cut. If If you find this on CD, get the bonus CD with the with the extra tracks, um, the the cuts, and if if you're online, if you're on, uh, you know, Apple Music. I, I think Apple Music has the whole thing. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I, I I have it. I'm not sure. Spotify does not. Spotify. That's crazy. Spotify. Title does, and I'm pretty sure Apple does, and they've got bonus tracks with uh, the Chris Cornell, you know, guitar licks, the pieces, you know. Uh, from, you know, different scene. Like when you, you check it out and you listen to it, you know, like it's like a minute and a half, it's two minutes here, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, it's it's excellent, man, because it makes sense that you go back into the movie and you go, I know where that's from. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. what scene that is from, man. And then you're, you're thinking and you always knew, man, that sounds like Chris Cornell on guitar. Well, yeah, it was, mm-hmm. you know. Right. But, you know, you start, you look at, um, I'm going to name some bands from this because, it, it, and this is a long list. Of just some prime timers. Can I see that for a second? Actually, here's what I what I think is another thing I think is actually pretty special about this is a lot of time you get your soundtrack and your whoever's picking the songs to fit into the movie or to fit in to overlay on the movie. um, They're known songs. They're 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 songs that the audience will recognize automatically, or they're songs that are about to be released. But with this record, uh, and I'm going to kind of start naming some of these songs here. You got two Pearl Jam songs on here, Breathe and State of Love and Trust. Yeah. 
neither of those songs would see the light of day for for about 15 to 20 years. This was the only place you could find those two songs outside of a bootleg for a long time. And until they put out uh, Lost Dogs, Lost Dogs. Had, had State of Love and Trust. Yeah. Breathe didn't even appear until The Greatest Hits, the rearview mirror Greatest Hits. True, true. That was difficult to find. And then Paul Westerberg, you mentioned him and being a big influence in this, and Dyslexic Heart was all over the movie. A, you know, a, a, pr- a pretty good single for it as far as the radio stations are concerned. What a, what a great song. And you said the Pumpkins were kind of pissed off because, you know what, they uh, Westerberg got a little bit of favoritism. You, you know what? Why not? You, you, you got Dyslexic Heart. You got Waiting for Somebody. I think Waiting for Somebody shows up on an EP. I don't think Dyslexic Heart ever shows up on a major release. No. This was the best place to find that was the soundtrack. You got a Smashing Pumpkins song on here. We just mentioned them. Corgan really w- was wanting to push for Drown to be released as a single because it was getting some radio play anyway. You know, but this, this he, was released on Epic, like you said, man. And, so and, he, and he thought that would help push the band, but... He felt that it was because the album's released on Epic, they went with the Paul Westerberg stuff because they had him. He felt they went with Allison Chains because they had them at the moment. So Wood gets released. Which makes sense. But Wood Wood is one of the few songs on here that would get released. Um I don't remember seeing Nearly Lost there, You and the Screaming Trees no. uh major releases. No. You have a, a Chris Cornell solo song that I don't know if it's ever been on an official release outside of this. The Birth Ritual song that's Soundgarden, I don't believe that's on any other... It, I know it's not on their full-length records. I don't think it shows up on an EP. It's uh, Birth Ritual is on Bad Motor Finger. Is it? Yeah. Okay. But uh, if right. you you, you got to stop and think, man. All those albums were all coming out at the exact same time as this... So, soundtrack, so, man. So, 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 so when they're getting these songs together, they're not looking for just the smash hits. No, you know. Well, Birth Ritual wasn't really a smash hit for Soundgarden. It's just like a well, well you know, it's it's at, at the end of the record. Right, right. I mean, even like Battle of Evermore is a cover that is kind of hard to notice in the movie. Yeah, you know, you you have a a, a Jimi Hendrix song that the, that the standard audience might have recognized. You know, it's it, the only it's, reason I knew it's it was not Hendrix, Hedro. man, because it, it, you know, it's Hendrix, man. It sounds like Hendrix. If you know well, music, yeah, if it's you know Hendrix, Hendrix, you know Hendrix. Hendrix. But you know, it's it's one of those things, like you, like you said, you know, your your standard, the the people who are are listening, you know, to to music. I don't really, I only know the big hits. Well, even if you you're know, not gonna, you're not going to know that. Even if you know music at that moment, you wouldn't have recognized half of those songs. At least no, and and then now of course we're I'm gonna go to you know the trusty Wikipedia page, but these are songs that were on the the soundtrack that are not on the soundtrack. You're n- you're not gonna find these on on the singles album. Soundtrack. There's a bunch of them because like there's another Allison Chain song. There's a song by the Cult. Jane's Addiction. Jane's Addiction. Uh, Muddy Waters. Uh, which Cult song was it? Uh, Pixies. REM, mm-hmm. John Coltrane, which I, you know, that, I, I'm still shocked that that's not on here, because that... I'm kind of surprised yeah. the REM song isn't on there, because it would fit that album really yeah. well. Uh, she Sells Sanctuary by The Colt. Which is one of my favorite Colt songs. Yep. I dig that tune. Um, you had, uh, you know, Family Affair by Sly and the Family Stone. I mean, if you've seen the movie, you know they're on there. You know they're on there. It, it, but it, it, you know, it, it, and, and I've always questioned. I'm like, well, did they run out of time for this, or did they not get the okay to put it on the soundtrack itself? 
You know what I mean? I would guess that personally, but I don't know the, the, the factual answer. Now, the, the last song blows me away. Uh, the fact that it wasn't on the soundtrack because this dude is like good friends with all these guys. He's a Seattle stalwart. And it's Jinx by Tad. That is, that, that that is that, not that, on here, man. That that is surprising, and that's so, insane because Tad like, is I was very well respected in that scene at that time. Yeah, you know, like you've got Mark Arm with you know the guys from you know the the band Pearl Jam, you know, working with those guys. With uh, Matt Damon did not sing in in you know Citizen Dick. He was not in Citizen Dick. He just it's a movie. But touch me, I'm Dick. It's you know it's a play off of mm-hmm. off Mud Honey's "Touch Me I'm Sick," but "Touch Me I'm Dick." Mark, Mark Arm and and you know the boys from Pearl Jam, you know, and I, if I'm not mistaken, Eddie Vedder's playing the drums on this particular track. I did not realize that that they switched everything up, dude. That is very interesting. And then that's Eddie Vedder. That's classic, man. That's just that's what that dude was doing and still does at this time. You know, he that dude's a fucking genius. It's an impressive band. That's three. That's three. <laughs> and that, yeah, and that, you know, but you don't have Tad, which uh, I have Tad down there, by the way. <laughs> I, I actually noticed that. Yeah, I, I do. I've got that. Paul. Uh, I think I have Paul at home. Jesse, one of my favorite songs. Sorry. No, no, no. Paul's down there, too. Is Paul down there, too? It is. I saw it. Oh. I almost said something about it. Yeah, that's a great record. Uh, we will be talking about both those bands soon enough. You know, like I said, man, we can do this. We we can all we, day. We do long. also need to mix it up at some point though. Well, yeah, we, we, we really some, dug into Seattle. We need some Motown. We need some British. We need yeah, absolutely. We need maybe some pop. May I, there's some good pop. There were some good, some great pop records, man, from the seventies and eighties. But yeah, so uh, go get this. I bought this uh, at Wound for Sound, if I'm not mistaken. And I got this album for twenty eight dollars, dude. With that many good songs on it, that's yeah. not a bad price. Double album. All right, so you want to go get this? This is indefinite. Eight out of eight slices for me. This is extra cheese, double pepperoni, and some meatballs. Maybe some green olives. I don't know if I'm feeling fancy. This is a great record, man. Green olives are always a quality decision. Oh, in my book. absolutely. With pepperoni, dude, can't go wrong. Especially if they're soaked in uh, soaked in vodka. Oh, I you're love, welcome. Love you are a, welcome. Love me a green olive soaked in, vo- uh, in uh, vodka. This is, I love them so much. I can't talk about them right. I. It takes an incredible amount for me to call an album eight slices. I'm going with seven on this. What? How? Dude, that's a uh, come on. Well, I mean, it's, it's your opinion, but to me, that's an eighter, dude. That's a full pizza. I got one major problem with it. What's that? I don't like the Zeppelin cover. Do you know who's doing it? Yeah, I don't like it. Oh, all right, all right, all right. I, I mean, like I, I I know why they're on it. Yeah, I do too. And but for my money, shall, shall we tell everybody who who's on it? I would love to have had that song switched out with the R.E.M. song or yes. a Tad song or yes. something like that. That would also fit the album. Yeah. Do you know who the love mongers are? Yes. The Wilson sisters. Mm-hmm. Heart. Yep. Seattle. And Cameron Crowe, man. 
right there. But yeah, I'm not a big fan of of the. I'm not a big fan of it. Um, I, I just don't think it fits on the on the record for me. But still, it's. A, I mean, there's so many good tracks on here, so many great tracks. But yeah, absolutely, REM would have made it. I, I think that would have been a, a, a would better have been substitution. It would have been fantastic, man. For, but for this, my opinion, this is a great movie. Go buy it and watch Boy, it again. This I, is a great soundtrack. This was a great time in society, man. You might not think so, but uh, you know what? We had some great music, and we were still learning, and we weren't as aggressive as we are now. And if you want to see something hilarious, watch this movie and look at the size of the phones and the garage door openers. Oh, Holy yeah. smokes, dude. Yeah. You could use yeah. those things for weapons. The garage door opener, man. The garage is going up and down. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it's as big as her hand. <laughs> you, buy, you buy her a new garage door opener. Right. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty awesome, man. That's and it, it's like, yeah, the phones. And then like the, the uh, video dating. <laughs> Video crazy, video man. dating was hilarious. I, man, yeah, yeah, the old phone with a great big handle. I, I, I was, because I was, for when we do these podcasts, I, I, I'll, I'll go back to the record, even if I think I already know it, see if there's something I didn't know or, or pick up on whatever. And with that being a being a soundtrack, I watched the movie, so I was wanted to kind of refresh myself on where everything sat in it, and I'm gonna say it's a good movie. I, I don't think it aged that incredibly well, but it's still entertaining. Like, mm, no, I, it, it it didn't that, age that well, but I, I was I was certainly not bored. Yeah, it's great. And, it's and great I, to and watch. I wasn't I wasn't looking for something else to do halfway through it, but yeah, you know, I, I wouldn't call it a uh, cinematic masterpiece. True. Yeah. True, but I mean, I. I but it's also movies and records as well. A lot of the nuance with them and your appreciation is going to come from when you found it and how it relates to you in a time period. You know, there, there are so many records and, and movies are the same way where you watch it or you listen to it and you think of what you're doing then. And you kind of, you kind of reference that when you're talking about it too. Just th- that was not a terrible time period. You know, MTV still had music. Yeah. You know, th- th- that was okay. You could turn on MTV and get an unplugged episode and, and and watch Eddie Vedder stand on a stool. And there was only one MTV. There was no MTV two. No, you didn't. There need was one MTV. You didn't need a classic. You didn't need MTV the Dose or whatever they no. call it now. And yeah, you, you had MTV. If you caught them at the right time, you get Headbangers Ball. If you caught them another good time, you get Unplugged. Oh, 120 minutes. 120 Alternative minutes. Alternative Nation. You, you you had a bunch of decent uh, stuff. Power you know? Rock. That. that yeah. Right around the end of the videos, and I don't know if they ruined it. In fact, no, I know they didn't ruin it, but Beavis and Butthead was fucking amazing. <laughs> Absolutely it. amazing. It's coming back, too, man. They're older. Apparently, they've aged, and they're older, and it's going to be on a, um, oh, what is it, Paramount Network, Beavis and Butthead. I hope it's as good as the last reboot, because the last reboot, did you ever catch any of those episodes? Yeah, it was pretty good. That's a brilliant idea. Yeah, to, you know, to go from watching music videos to watching reality TV <laughs> was they, they, brilliant and hysterical. They, the first time they didn't I, know what to do. The first time I looked that up, 
I'll just paint the picture here. I was living at home with the entire family because we'd all moved back in together because um, my mom was fighting cancer. Mm. And so we're all living in the same house. And it's probably 11 o'clock at night. And I was just up there messing around on my laptop in my room. And uh, I was like, you know, I want to check this out, see, you know, see if they're you, what they're doing because music videos were are nearly obsolete. Mm-hmm. So I pull it up. I had to turn it off because the first time they went into reality TV show, like <laughs> I was laughing so hard I was going to wake someone up. Dude, I, I had to turn it off and that. wait until the next day during business hours, I guess you call it, <laughs> to watch it again and, and give it the full laugh it deserved. Yeah, apparently they're older and now they're watching. Yeah, they're pretty much watching life go by. And I'm like, oh my. Please tell me they're making fun of the youth of today. I hope so. Please. I hope so, man. Please. Because you know what? They it need ne- it. It needs a little spanking. This this world uh, no, needs a little. Sp- uh, needs, this world needs an enema, man. It, it, a couple. In some ways, yes. Oh, that's a whole new ball game, whole other story, whole other podcast. But that is not why we're here. We are here to we're, we're get your mind off of things, man. Hopefully, you've got a drink in your hand. Maybe a little smoke to toke. You've got the stereo up. You're listening to us with some headphones. And you're listening to us talk about some of your favorite records. Such, such as, as Temple of the Dog. This is an amazing piece. That is an absolute amaze balls record, dude. Um, obviously, for everyone watching, here, here's your cover here. It's 10 songs. I don't think there's a miss on here. No. And when you for No, for, there isn't. For those of you that don't know what this is, it's ba- it's essentially a tribute album. You know, we've spent some quite a bit of time talking about this Seattle scene that that really generated the bands that we know. Yeah. And this is a tribute album to one of the members of that scene that died before he made it. You know, a- Andrew Wood was the lead singer of Mother Love Bone, passed away, was good friends with K- Chris Cornell. Yeah, what a great band, man. I think and he was good friends with all these dudes, man, because Mother Love Bone, he was with, uh, you know, uh, Stone, Stone Gossard, Jeff Allman. They, they were both in Mother Love Bone. Yeah, so, I mean. And they're involved in this in this record. Because th- th- this record is essentially a combination of Pearl Jam and Soundgarden. You got two members of Soundgarden, because they were already yep. um, putting records out. Yeah, and th- this was Eddie Vedder's first foray into playing with these cats. Well, I mean, I think they were already making 10. Mookie the, Blaylock, or, you know, they, they, they were they calling. Were, you know. they, they were, because technically speaking, Vedder had already joined the band. They were already a band. They had started doing shows as Mookie Blaylock yeah. earlier in this same year. Because if I'm not mistaken, they're, what is credited as their first show is in like February of 90. It's January or February of 1990. This record is recorded in November and December of 1990, so they hadn't been doing it very long at all. No, no, dude. I mean, it was one of those things like, you know, when you watch documentaries, you know, especially the one about Pearl Jam, man, he's just, he's thrown to the fire, man. He's like, let's go. You're right. Now, let's do it. They, 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 they sent him tapes, got his auditions back, said, and, you know, Gossard and Ahmet and McCready and, and the group, Say we want to bring you up here, and he never left. No, he just jumped right in. They started. They started doing shows, doing all this good stuff, and you know, obviously, shortly after they get started, there's the, the passing of Andrew Wood. 
Chris Cornell puts this this project together to basically pay tribute to Andrew Wood, and you get Temple the Dog out of it, and it's it's just incredible. Um, yeah, it was recorded at uh, London Bridge, uh, which recorded, man. You, I mean, if you're from Seattle or the area, man, it, they it, had you, dude. You you went there and recorded a record. It it, it it's a very famous recording studio in that area, and at this time, it was still pretty new. But it had already gained a reputation because they'd already done out some Mud Honey albums. Um, ah, I, I think they one of the early Soundgarden recordings is at London Studios as well. Yeah, I believe this one obviously. Um, it, it, it obviously the Seattle scene was a very tight group, and Andrew Wood was very well respected in that scene, even though he was obviously a heavy partier because that would be his demise. Yeah, but they all were, man. They, 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 a lot of them were, and it's just interesting. Like I said, I look into these albums before we go into the podcast, and there's so so much there. Look at, let's just take Chris Cornell and Matt Cameron, for example. Yeah. They put out, oh, is it Ultra Mega OK in 89? Uh, was that 89. I'm looking at the record right now. It's up they, on they, my wall. It's that that good. Um, sound, eighty nine or ninety. I would like to say it was eighty nine. Their their discography. Now I'm. I get Ultra Mega Okay and Bad Motorfinger turned around, but one's released in eighty nine. The other one's in ninety one. Um, Bad Motorfinger is ninety one. So uh, so this be, came out in late eighty nine. Yes. So it'd be Ultra Mega Okay. Yeah. So as far as Cornell's work is going, he's just put in Cameron from yeah. Soundgarden. They've just put out a record. They're probably touring on it. They lose one of their best friends. Oh, yeah. They go back. They work on this record and almost have to be working on Bad Motorfinger at the same time. Most likely. Most likely because you got Kim Thiel. Uh, and you all. Did I say that right? Kim I believe Thiel. so. And, you know, he's in the studio writing writing stuff. And, you know, they've, they've got a bass player because they've had ba- uh, changes in their lineup. They're also working on songs for singles. Yeah. Which is at the same time. And in the movie. Singles. And in the movie. Yeah. So you, you look, you know, Chris Cornell and Matt Cameron are really busy dudes for a couple years there. Oh, yeah. Th- 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 this killer record happens to show up in the middle of it. Uh, you look into the history of um, Stone Gossard and Jeff Ahmet. I guess they're a package deal. They were in Green River together. No, uh, uh, McCready, they were, McCready also. They, they were in, I don't know if McCready was in Green River. Uh, I know he knew him. I don't know if he I was think, with him in the was band. It, was it McCready? In, yeah, let me double check this. Uh, because you know what? I, 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 like, what, to, I what, like to pride myself on, on Pearl Jam knowledge. One of those three bands, because Gossard and Ament are in Green River, then they're in um, Mother Love Bone. You then, are absolutely right. He was not in uh, Green River nor Malfunction, and, and I was thinking Malfunction too. But uh, that and and, yeah. and and they're in Temple of the Dog, another band from Seattle that you need to check out. And they're in Pearl Jam. Like, mm-hmm. I guess these two must be like the bestest of pals ever because they've now officially been doing business for mm, Since 30, no, thirty years, like nineteen eighty six. Yeah, so you're you're literally talking thirty five years. Yeah, which you know what, man. Go them. That's uh, that's rock and roll, man. Well done. That is well rock done. and roll, dude. And that's why they get to. They're allowed to take breaks, being in Pearl Jam now. You know, well, now, now they're in Pearl Jam. I mean, you know, the little band called Pearl Jam. 
Um, it's same with Matt Cameron, who's just like, eh, yeah, well, yeah, the Soundgarden thing's not going right now, so I'm like, just gonna go play with Pearl Jam. I'll go, I'll go play with the, I'm gonna go play with the guys in Pearl Jam. But uh, yeah, you know, you sit there and you think about it, and everybody goes, I keep hearing it, you know, you know, online, and if you're a Pearl Jam fan, and you know, man, why is it taking them so long to put out a new record? You know what? Shut up, man. At least we're gonna get a new one. Yeah. Be quiet, dude, because they've been going for so long, man. They get the opportunity to just not. All right. It takes a minute now, man, to actually get the uh the the steam and the stamina and the the ideas well, flowing, to, you to, know. To me, that's gotta be part of it. Because at this point, how much have you exhausted? How much is left in the tank? I mean, the, although a lot their, of their a last lot of album, music, man, was really good, dude. No, I thought no. it was pretty damn good, and you know, for what is left in the tank, like you say, you know. Well, and and I'm not arguing that point. I was more talking about the creative process. Exactly. You know, when you're going to create, how much more do you have to put out there? Because I'm sure they've written down lyrics or put together guitar riffs and then said, "Nope, that sounds like Yield." Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, no, they, no, they, that, that that sounds like no code. We don't need to do that again. Well, dude, there's so many. It's like when they put out Lost Dogs, which is a, what the I'm going. What what the hell is this, man? Because that that it, it, it's two CDs of beautiful gems. That's what that they is. Could, they're they're totally they're they're new albums, and Pearl Jam said no. These are B sides. Yeah, this is uh, scraps, and no, they're not. No, they're not, man. Because they're, they're, for anybody else, man, that would be platinum records. Yeah, and but then, it's Pearl Jam, and their songs they've been sitting on for ten years, fifteen yeah. years, and they were like, eh, "How many more do they have like that?" Oh, the vault has got to be awesome. Oh yeah, dude, it's like Prince, man. Like they showed Prince the other day. You know, he's got a new record coming out. I guess it was an album he was he was working on. You know, it's finally they finished it and. Um, they showed the vault, and it is enormous. Oh, it's gotta be. And it's he's, gotta be. they say he's got stuff for another hundred years, man. If we want to put it out, but there's also things that he said never, ever put that out. I don't want no one to ever hear that. And there's probably stuff like that with Pearl Jam. Probably. So. I never want anybody to hear this, man. This should never be on on tape right now. Like, get rid of this, you know. Uh, uh, Dave Grohl. I was watching something with Dave Grohl the other day. He seems to be popping up everywhere again. And uh, he's the same way. He goes, well, man. He goes. P.S. The last Foo Fighters album is really good. It's I pretty was, solid. I, I was impressed by it. They're, they're, you know, and that's another band that you sit there and you go, okay, how much do they have left in the tank, and then they just keep on going, dude. I boy, they keep on rocking and rolling, man. I think Dave Grohl's got a, a phenomenal uh, amount of juice left, because he always puts himself into different projects. And even the, like I said, the newest Foo Fighters album I thought was really, really good. But he's he just doesn't stop. It and some people are like that. You know, yeah. You know, like Josh H. Because I refuse to say yeah. his last name. <laughs> um, uh, Caius, Queens of the Stone Age. That's who he's talking about. He's talking about either Josh Home or Josh Ami. See, I'll take the bullet on that one. Yeah. Right you know, he, him too, man. You know, he's. Well, and I bring that up because he and Grohl did them Crooked Vultures. Yeah. Which, my God. I had that. We will most likely talk about that record. Did, that's a, that's a good that record, one. man. That one grew on me. You know, it, it took a minute, but I was like, okay. All it's, right. It, it's solid. That's pretty it's good, man. Solid. 
With John Paul Jones? Dude? I didn't know John Paul Jones could thump like that. Because <laughs> the Zeppelin music didn't style itself towards that style of playing. No, but they were also a completely, you know, I mean, man, they were focused on different things, and he took a back seat. Now I'm saying that to a degree he took a back seat because it's a team, man. It's it's a band, you know? It and is. when you're putting stuff out, man, sometimes your ideas, you've got some ideas, and you may want to be a little louder. You maybe want to be a little more vocal, a little more heard. Does that, does that sound? Is that? No, no, no. And, 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 I, and I, then, I see what you're saying. Yeah, but and, sometimes it's just not right. And from his point of view, what an uphill battle, even if you did want to be heard. Oh, yeah, dude. You, dude, you, you know. had a, a beast of a man on the drum set. You had an incredibly charismatic lead singer with a great voice. You have argu- one of the greatest guitarists ever. I mean, yeah, he's in the argument. I'm not going to say he is the greatest, but he's in the argument. Oh, pa- yeah. Pa- uh, Page is a bad dude. Well, I mean, there, there's, of course he's in the argument. He's Jimmy Page, man. Right. He, You know, I mean, the Yardbirds and Led Zeppelin. Ze- Zeppelin's one of those few bands where each individual band member is in the argument as a great with their instrument. Yeah. Yeah, and there's not many bands like that, but Zeppelin's one of them. So if you're John Paul Jones, and you're already strapped with the infamous bass player label, because bass players never get attention, but how, how do you make yourself heard? Exactly. And, and you know, <laughs> a lot of times, man, he was playing bass as he, you know, like and, he and was playing the, the keyboard, the organ, like it, mm-hmm. it was bass, kind of like Ray Manzarek with uh, The Doors, man, because they didn't oh, have oh, a bass oh, player oh. until L.A. Woman. Right. Um, maybe the album before. I think the Saw Parade was before the L.A. Woman. I thought it was L.A. Woman, but I could be mistaken. And and that's when they brought in Elvis, Elvis Presley's bass player, and he couldn't keep up and keep. You know, keep, he was like, "Man, I was having a hard time with this one, man, because, you know, like this is totally not straight four on the floor, straight up. You know, Elvis, this Elvis Presley, Elvis does this." Right. And it, here it, are the doors doing, well, we're going to do this. For and then now. We're going to change it up a little bit. And he's like, that change up was insane. Man. Well, re- realistically, the band members of the doors had to be special because you had to keep yourself in time and be able to come in and out. Another band we're going to talk about, most w- definitely. While, record wise. While following this bizarre kook of a lead singer, Morrison's a special bird. On a good day. Oh yeah, dude. Robbie Robbie Krieger, you know, man. There's there's so many like uh, you sit there and you watch the documentaries and you listen to the stories and you read about it and you go, what? How? how what did, in how the hell, man? But you know what? Drugs, man. Drugs <laughs> are a wonderful thing, dude. Sometimes, and no. that's what Robbie Krieger was like. You know, man. We uh, we tried to keep up, but Jim was. Jim. Yeah. He was the Lizard King, man. I, what 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 a bizarre individual. Interesting person to read about. His books are uh, are really good, man. His uh, uh poetry. They actually are. Yeah, they're, they're I, pretty I, I, solid, I, I, man. I read through one of them. What's your uh, what's your favorite track off of Temple of the Dog? Mine is Pushing Forward Back. Just because it's straightforward, I, I dug it, man. That was actually the first song I heard, uh, uh, Hunger Strike, and then, you know, Say Hello to Heaven, and uh, the whole album is good, but uh, Pushing Forward Back was the first song. Because uh, Hunger Strike's the first one I heard because 
it got popular when Pearl Jam got popular. Yeah. So this album kind of came back to the to the, to the forefront of the music scene at that point. This album was put out, and then but it, it, it kind of just was like, meh. It kind of sat there for and a And then it bit. came back because they made a video. Right, right. So. Yeah, yeah, and they make a video of Hunger Strike, which is one, one of the few songs where you can actually hear Eddie Vedder, because he's really only backup vocals for most of this. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, well, yeah, exactly, but, well, dude. But yeah, which is fine with me, man. Because I mean, come on, man, you're back. When your backup Eddie vocalist <laughs> is your is your backup vocalist, Eddie Vedder is the backup vocalist to You've done Chris something Cornell. right. I mean, boy, and and there's another That's one. Respect, man. Part of the reason I love this album, I this this may be Cornell's best work vocally. I really Ooh. vocally, I think he is absolutely. On point on this album. I don't know. I thought he was good on Bad Motorfinger. Yeah, Ultra Mega Okay it was it, really good too. That's a great album. That's and, why and, that's hanging up there and, next and, to and, the Get Up Kids. And vocally speaking, I think he's absolutely on point with Down on the Upside. That this one might is in the same ballpark. This it's, one it's, might be better. It's powerful, man. And it, you it, can feel the power in his vocals. You can feel the power in the guitar. You can feel the power in every instrument and anything that they're doing in the studio. Because this album meant it, more to them. Yeah, it meant something. Yeah, it really meant something. Uh, and you'd ask me this, and I, if I, if I got to pick a song, I, I'm gonna go with "Call Me a Dog." It, it's I, good song. I, I love that song. All P- right, pizza rating. How many slices? This is one of the few I'm gonna give eight. That, that, that I was gonna say, dude. That, 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 this is. There's not a miss on here. I'm a happy camper with this one, man, because that that's two for that's a two for tonight, man. And I knew it was gonna happen. It is an eight out of eight slice record album for me, man, because that is the full kit and caboodle. That is the pepperoni, the extra cheese. You might need a little extra sauce. It's 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 green and black olives. It, it, it's a great mix of those Seattle bands. It's a great, very well written songs. And you said it. You can hear the passion, and the emotion in their voice. Like it, it's it's such a you know what man. It, it's so much rock, man. It's just not enough for one finger. You go like that, <laughs> bam. It's like the horns. You go like eh. that's just straight the fuck up, dude. Yeah, well, I broke oh, it. Oh my goodness, I broke it. All right, lost one for next time. So, yeah, cross the threshold. Yeah, Dad that's just a, that's just a great record, man. These both these records, man, are just great record. Now I know one of them is a soundtrack band, but it's it's the movie and the soundtrack and the time that it came out, man. Just like Temple of the Dog, like you don't want anybody making a record like that, especially when it means that we lost somebody who's actually getting ready to just explode on the rock and roll scene, man. I mean, he was it, that it, it, it close. Sh- it sure seemed like Mother Lobone was about ready to go. But if... Having said that, if he, if they make it, Pearl Jam doesn't happen. Pearl Jam doesn't happen. Eddie, We will hear Eddie better, but we won't hear Eddie better the way we get Eddie Vedder. Well, not as we know him now. Yeah, exactly. We we don't know what incarnation it would have been. Because he was still down in San Diego, man, surfing. Yeah. You know, and making his cassettes. But they weren't, uh, you know, it wasn't Pearl Jam, man. It wasn't Mookie. No. It was uh, was something completely different, man. So uh, there's, there's no telling, man. Everything happens, unfortunately, for reasons beyond 
you know, our, our mind, man, like our, our thinking, our, our, we have no control over what happens, but, uh, all it happens, man. All we can do is make the best of what we're given. Exactly. And these fine folks made an incredible record with what they were given. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, I was trying to put that one a little more eloquently, but man, you know what? They just bad ass rock and rollers, man. And they knew what they were, they had to do. And they knew they had to do it, and they had to put it out there, and they had to get it off their chest, and then they had to continue to go for people like Andy Wood. And it's it's one of those. Things I mean, it's that fantastic. It, man. Everyone deals with personal loss differently. The, these guys work through it. Yeah, because like, like I said, you know, between Pearl Jam and Soundgarden, both groups were extremely busy at this time. Oh yeah, man. You know, Pearl Jam's doing shows and writing ten while they're doing this. Soundgarden, we talked about it. You're in between albums. You're on set with the singles thing. Was you're, you're, you're so super busy right right there for 91, a couple years. 92, I saw Pearl Jam on Day on the Hill in Lawrence. I hate you. It was I, I can't remember what year, but uh, I was mm, high school, definitely. But, uh, yeah, I went, and uh, a friend of mine was like, hey, man, you know, Cousin's getting ready to graduate. You want to go there? There's a concert. Like, yeah, it was like five bucks, six bucks, something like that. And it was it wasn't just Pearl Jam. It was it was a great lineup, man, of local bands of of just good rock and roll alternative. You know, just did yeah. did, did, did better start climbing the the <laughs> Mount. He climbed Mount Orion and just you know he jumped over Memorial Stadium. No, I'd, man, it was uh, the stage wasn't very big and he just kind of went man. It was one of those things, you know, he was Eddie Better hair going back and forth. And after that, we're sitting there looking at each other going back when he had hair. Yeah. And we're going, what is, what is this? It's like every album they put out, he lost like a quarter inch of hair and it never comes back. (laughs) Yeah, but it was insane, dude. So I, I had the, uh, the luck, uh, to see that. I also saw, um, in 90, was it 92? 92 was the first, uh, uh, Lollapalooza. I saw that over here at, uh. Uh, off of U High Drive. I thought that was ninety four. No, I think did, it was did here they come in through twice? Yeah, yeah. Did they come through twice? Because I know they came through once. Well, it that was, was around ninety four. It was a gimme. Like they were, they were coming through, man. It, it 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 was Lollapalooza, dude. And when Lollapalooza came through, it you know like if if it was announced, we were on. It, it was like uh, Vans Warped Tour, you know, like they were touring everywhere because they they, they force feeding you. Actually, I, I didn't remember them hitting Longview that many times. I want to say it was twice, because I saw them in Atlanta. Because one time Lollapalooza hit View High over, over in the Longview campus mm-hmm. was when uh, Metallica was touring on Lowe's. Yeah, because Ice Cube, it was Ice Cube, Metallica. It was Soundgarden's uh, on there, too, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Was it Ministry? Maybe so. Gene uh, Love Jezebel. But, but the, Jesus the, Mary Chain. The thing that always strikes me about that, and the, reason, the reason I remember that, is because I saw a documentary on Metallica, Load and Reload were going to be a double album. Yeah. But they released Load because they got the invite to Lollapalooza, and they were like, okay, we're going to go ahead and put out this first part of it. That's why they ended up coming out as, you two, know, as two separate releases. That's a lot. There's a lot of people who, who blame Metallica for the beginning of the end of Lollapalooza, but How? you know you got to think about it, man. Lollapalooza did not, you know, have it wasn't set up as, um, hey, man, we're we're just 
we're going to be elitists and we're just going to take this band. No, man, it was rock and roll, man. Look, who do you want to be on it? We're friends with you. You know, Perry Farrell was friends with everybody, man. Mm-hmm. And he wanted Metallica. You know why? Why not? Because they want, grew I, up listening to Metallica, man. I want Metallica at my music festival. Well, I mean, yeah, dude. I want to see Metallica in 1994. Who the hell wouldn't? You know? Well, up until they released Load and all their fans decided to be dumb and bitch about their hair. I thought those albums were pretty good, man. They were just different. I, they, they, they weren't the best albums, man, but damn. I would even argue that. Yeah. I mean, it's... You know, it's it's one of those things, but that's that's another thing, dude. That's that's for another podcast. We may, you know, just say, hey, today we're not going to talk about records. We're going to talk about concerts. That's a beautiful thing about this, man. We can do whatever, man. We can do whatever, man. Then between the two of us, we've seen some decent shows. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, that is absolutely. It is an hour and eight minutes into the podcast. I think, uh, yep, everybody's asleep. All 99 of them? The, all 99 of them, man. We may we may have hit 100. I don't know. We may have hit 100. Let me see. Let me refresh. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I've been checking, man. This, this is what we do. We have this to refresh button. This is what button. we do. Let me see here. Let me move the microphone a little bit. Are we going to hit that? Let's, let's see. Are, are we at three figures? Are we at three figures? We are. Uh, yes, we are. All right. Yeah, we're over 100, man. <laughs> three figures. Next up, four. We did it, man. We did it. We did it. Thank you. Thank you, people. I love you guys. It doesn't say it on here, but yeah, I, I was doing, a, I was keeping a roll call and I saw people hitting on the corner. So we're sending about 103 people. So thanks a lot, man. You know, little yeah. by little. And, 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 you know, not to be sarcastic, but to all 103 of you, appreciate the support. Absolutely. You know, we, Absolutely. We, we, you know what? We got. We, we, we love having an audience. We, we like being able to talk to people and, you know, tell people about music or whether they know the subject or not. And, Please spread the word. Yeah, uh, we we've like, got like, stickers, like more stickers coming, uh, t-shirts, and it's gonna get a little warmer at some point in time. I hope uh, koozies, man. Now, who wouldn't want to be in a backyard or on a lake with a chemtrails koozie? I I want one, man, just for myself. That sounds pretty cool, man. Take Florida and be like, what is that? Don't worry about that. You, and you know, and don't take this the wrong way. <laughs> I am more interested in the beer it is holding. True. Koozies never last with me because I don't really need them. I drink the beer too fast. So it's never going to get cold or get warm. It's going to stay cold, man. The mountains are going to stay blue. <laughs> the mountains are still blue. They're when still we, blue, when we man. It. Yeah, yeah. You know, it is what it is, man. What, what, what can I tell you? But yeah, we've got some merch coming. So spread the word, tell your friends, tell your family, uh, tell your associates at work. Everybody's going back to work, apparently, um, which is a good thing. Knock on wood. Let me see. Let me find some wood. Yep, that's fake wood, but uh, it's close enough. There's wood particles, wood grain, you know, whatever. Is there? I think I'm, 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 I'm not even sure I, about I, that. I don't, I don't know, man. There's no telling, dude. It's Nebraska Furniture Mart. What do you want? It worked. It, it was cool. They, they, they told me there was wood. It's still upright. So, yeah, so that's still our, standing. That, that, that's decent. It's still standing. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we do enjoy doing this. If you have any gripes, complaints, or would like to 
throw your two cents worth in on what we talk about, you know, feel free to send us some messages uh, on our page, Facebook page, which yeah. is and at Chemtrails with Adam and Sean. Yeah, and on the page, you can send a, a direct message that'll go through privately that I'll see. Or you can just comment on the links we put up because every week, or yeah. I'm not say every week, but every podcast we're going to post the links to the, sp- the Anchor FM link. and Yeah, absolutely. When we can actually get Fangdangle this uh, video thing for YouTube around and get it right. Hopefully, uh, we will also, third time's a charm. Hopefully, we'll also post links to that. So you can throw comments on there if, if you want to be show specific or if you just have suggestions. We'll definitely see them on there. Yeah, and you know what? Like he said, man, thank you. We appreciate it. And we'll leave you on this note. Go support local. The Sean. And the Adam. And this has been another podcast from Raytona Recordings. Chemtrails with Adam and Sean. We'll talk to you soon, all right? Stay cool.